started good day good day good people what's going on so today we have two special people why was i about to mess it up mikhail mm-hmm. bennett and his better half dominique <laughs> bennett you don't gotta tell me i already know what you better have exactly he knows too it. you know <laughs> duh why wouldn't he so i got so how this whole thing came about so i one day i was on social media mm-hmm. looking for information and for some reason, these two people are coming up back to back. I'm like, I don't know who these people are, but they're talking that talk about credit. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? I want to bring more value into our community. Small business owners, just people in general that's trying their best to build a business or get into the hustle uh-huh. or developing their hustle and learning how to build their business. And I said, one of the key things that I knew I needed while building businesses, understanding of credit. Mm-hmm. And business credit. Mm-hmm. So I I said, you know what? I'm going to invite these two people that would not stop popping up in my social media into the studio. Well, first of all, we're going to just do a Zoom. And we're like, you know what? Right. There's going to be more value coming into the studio. So that was a long intro. I just want to introduce these two lovely people. And we're going to try our best to give people some value. Why well, to learn about you guys also. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. welcome. Hello. Thank you. How you doing? Doing great. Thank you for having us. Thank Thank you you for having us. I'm doing good. You doing good? I'm good. I'm feeling good. I got the cocoa butter on, so you know. Woke up this morning. So I just realized, you know, Mr. Bennett has a thing with cocoa butter. (laughs) Very important for him. Right. He can't start his day without cocoa butter. His second wife. Too stiff. Second wife is cocoa Cocoa butter. butter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Please don't agree. Palmers. Don't fall for that. (laughs) This is going to go anywhere in the world when you say cocoa butter is your second wife. Right. I don't know where we're going to go with this, Mr. Bennett. Right, we are gonna move on to um, to, the, to the to the crack. Right. <laughs> so okay. now I want you guys to get started from because uh-huh. where you guys are from uh-huh. and how did you guys grow up in the same neighborhood? Like, give me a little bit both about how we sure. met. Yeah. Wow. So you want me to say why? How? Sure. All if right. it's correct, it is. So <laughs> it's correct. It is correct. So um, I was in banking. Right. And I was um, a head teller at the time. And one of the girls that I worked with, she was actually like one of the people that I managed. Her and I became really, really close. And she introduced me to Mikhail. We actually went over to his house and we hung out like I had never met him. And we hung out. And from there, I mean, Mikhail and I really developed a friendship over time. Mm -hmm. Um, And him and I just talked on the phone. And I at the time was in another relationship so I had a lot of friends. I was a very friendly person. And him and I would just talk. Like, we just vibed. And yeah. then I had ended that other relationship. And Mikhail and I just, our friendship grew. So you guys, so you guys didn't go to school together or anything like no. that. You guys no. are just in the same community. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Dominique was like two years, or well, two grades up above me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went off to college. She was at home, like, mm-hmm. doing her bank thing. So when I came back from college, because I was unfortunately kicked out, Mm-hmm. I came back home, you know, and I'm looking around and I'm looking for something, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. So yeah. what happened was, yeah, we really developed a really good friendship. Uh, I think it was like her banking background that like attracted me to her. Um, <laughs> you know, she was just smart. Yeah, she was smart. She was different than the other chicks. So, yeah, it was. Um, and then we started doing a lot of shopping together all the time. I was a huge shopper. Um, yeah. 
And yeah, just developed into a relationship. She moved into my mom's house, didn't ask my mom. Yeah, good. Well, <laughs> and Mikhail's a very um, like emotional person. Mm -hmm. And that's something that in men, it's really hard to find men that are emotional and will communicate with you at the right. same time. So in my previous relationships, that was something that was lacking, communication. I'm a very big communicator. I'm a Gemini. So like I love to interact with people and to build relationships. And mm -hmm. that was something that was instant. Like he was funny and we just hit it off really well. We always had really good, we would talk on the phone for hours. Mm -hmm. So the know? bond really is what built everything. Yeah, the friendship the was the foundation of our relationship. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So then when, so when did you guys know it was time to really become a couple? Like how did that whole thing came about? Was it just naturally happen? Or did when it... I got pregnant? Oh yeah, that, that actually uh, most likely. <laughs> I would say then. that. No, yeah, before well, that. When you knew she was the one, Mikael? <sighs> it was when she moved into my mom's house mm -hmm. and my mom and dad didn't have a problem with it because she interacted with them. Like yes. she would get up at 7 a.m. to go to work. My mom would be going to work and they would both speak to each other. Yeah. So was it was like, it, it was, was just so there's natural. definitely a respect thing. It yeah. kind of reminded me of the relationship my older brother had with his ex-wife at the time. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when they were 18, they moved into my mom's house, mm -hmm. stayed there, got married, had a kid. Mm -hmm. And it was just all so natural. And I was like, wow, well, this kind of feel like the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the support of family, how was that for you guys? <laughs> yeah. Family's huge for both of us. Like I have, my parents are divorced. Mm -hmm. um, his parents are not. So he had a really good foundation with his, you know, family. Of course, we all have our own things, you mm -hmm. know, family stuff that we go through. But we both had a really good foundation with our families. And we were very close. And our families blended really well. Like, mm -hmm. We all of our families attend all events for like our kids wow. and stuff. Yeah, so wow. we we're really and I all, think that's so. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, it's not so. You know, it's not common. I know a lot of people that are mixed race couples. Mm -hmm. The hurdles that they go through. I know. They're trying yeah. to blend the family together. Just different understanding of mm -hmm. culture. Uh -huh. Like, how was the support you guys had from that? So, when Dominique got pregnant, it was. Um, we, we were looking for a house, like, to move out of my parents' house. So her dad gave us an opportunity to rent a house that he had. And at the time, when I when I went to meet him, it was the first time. Mm -hmm. I was nervous. I'm like, you know, I got kicked out of college. I'm working at Pizza Hut. I'm not really doing much. Mm -hmm. But I looked in his eyes, and I told him, like, this isn't forever. Like, And I feel like over time, he always saw that, like, I had that drive. Mm -hmm. No matter what position I was at, it was I was still always driving for more. And then being able to take care of Dominique and my kids mm -hmm. the way that I have throughout the whole time, mm -hmm. I just feel like you it's undeniable. Mm -hmm. Like, it's either you have evil in your heart and mm -hmm. you can't get it out because it's undeniable. Mm -hmm. right. So I feel like for if there's men out there that are watching and they're dealing with that, become undeniable. Become like... Nobody can question what you're trying to do and what you are doing. Who you are and how you're doing it. Exactly. Just so, be that guy. So the did that give you more like um support when he started believing you or the whole unit? Your your because how was even your parents with the support system? You know. I mean, I don't. All right. So, I mean, I feel like I've always been super confident. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm gonna do me regardless mm -hmm. and. I'm going to do the right thing. So it's, once again, it's going to be undeniable. So, I mean, it never, nobody else's support would, would like make me go crazy. I feel like it mm -hmm. was just, 
I'm happy that you notice that it's going well or whatever. Sure or you doing knew what time it was. Right. Like I got I got I got kids. Those are the only ones that I really care about how they look at me. Mm-hmm. Anybody else, it's like yeah. I'm trying to stand up, be that guy for them. Like I want to be a superhero for them. You think about me. If I'm doing something wrong, then you should think that. But if I'm doing something right, I know I'm doing something right. I'm gonna keep doing it. Absolutely. So what about you, Dominique? Was it when his family took you in and they treated you like family, how important was that for you? That's huge. That's everything. Because I came from a newly divorced family. My parents got divorced after 20 years of marriage. So it was a lot. And we were very well off. Like I was well off growing up and I lost everything literally like overnight. My mom, her brain cancer, she had brain cancer and it came back after my dad left. So we went wow. through a lot of trauma during that time. And um, when Mikhail's family accepted me, it felt like, Okay, like here's a married husband and wife that have kids, that love their kids, that support their kids, that are welcoming me and welcoming our new child together, you know? Like that's huge. It felt like home again. Yeah, it felt like, okay, like I can bring my kid into a stable marriage so they can actually see that. And that's what I always wanted to, you know? I never let my parents' marriage like deter how I feel about marriage. You know, like I saw that they made their own mistakes and I, you have to learn from those mistakes, you know, just because their marriage doesn't work doesn't mean my marriage isn't Absolutely. going to work, you know. And how did you get that clarity? How does that all that come about? How did you get a chance to really separate their experiences from yours? Like, where did you get that clarity from? I think because I was so young when my parents did divorce, but I wasn't young enough that I didn't see everything. I heard, I saw all the fights, all the calls, all the, because it was a very nasty breakup. My dad had cheated and ended up marrying the woman. She was in a relationship. She had two kids. So it was a very messy situation. Um, So... (laughs) I guess I just saw like, wow, they're making a lot of mistakes and just my maturity, like I grew up really fast. You had to. I had to. And I already had a career. I had no plans of going to college because when that happened, I was 17. So I was just about to graduate high school. So that was like a really big time in my life where like you're making a lot of decisions. Like, do I really want to leave my family and go to college? You know, like, and I didn't do that. I went and jumped into banking because I had a family member that was in banking and I fell in love with it. And that's how my career started. And, um, and yeah. Yeah. So and 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 you, Mikkel, what I'm what I wanted to understand from you, you saw a father in the home, holding it down, taking care of his responsibility. Mm-hmm. Was that the insight you had of stepping up, being a great dad? One hundred percent. His dad's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like what traits did your father show? You know, because I think that's the key for me mm-hmm. as an island boy. Also, mm-hmm. um, Barbados, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, as 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 a as an island boy, Haitian descent. So for me, I saw my father move a certain way, his standards, how he, so it wasn't that he was telling me to be this or be that. I saw it, it was the same thing for you. Mm-hmm. And what are the things that mm-hmm. you saw? So there's a couple of things my dad told me. So, and I was actually talking to this, somebody I was mentoring the other day, because mm-hmm. he didn't have a lot of confidence. And my dad always told me to shoot for the highest branch, because if you fall, you're going to catch something on the way down. Even though he didn't necessarily do that, he instilled that into me. He always told me that. Um, my dad worked long hours, like yeah. long hours. So that's probably one of the reasons why I work such long hours. Like I don't sleep really. Like 
there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'll work straight through because what else am I going to do? And I think your dad was always somebody that you could go to and still mm-hmm. can go to, you mm-hmm. know, like even though your dad's getting older and things like that, like he's mm-hmm. somebody that Mikhail could always go to and be 100 with him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't feel like he was going to be judged, you know, like, and his dad mm-hmm. would always support him. Like, and that, mm-hmm. I think that meant a lot to you, just seeing it from the outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? Like growing up, he didn't always support my right. decision because he was a father. He wanted to try to guide Safe me. Route. Mm-hmm. Right. He wanted to guide me. Like, uh, I was playing football and then I think like my senior year, I wasn't starting and he was like, you should quit. I'm like, I'm not about to quit because I love it. Like, I'm not about to quit. He's like, ah, um, those kind of things. Oh, I'm not going to come to the game if you ain't, if you mean, if I'm not hearing your name the whole time, things like that. But, um, yeah, my dad always worked really hard. And then when I jumped into entrepreneurship at 22 years old, my dad just told me, he was like, you know, it's not going to be hard, but like, if that's what you want to do, do it. And I was like, when I looked at a lot of my friends, their parents were telling them, no, like, don't do it. Yeah. My dad was just like, it's going to be hard, but do it. So, like, so that I support always... system was definitely an important yeah. piece. So now you guys have, so now you guys realize you're pregnant. What's next? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was working, was I working part-time at the time? No, no I think I was working, working. I was working full-time at the time at the bank. And I worked up until, like, the very end. And then I was home for 12 weeks. So during that time, I just kept working. Like I didn't have any other intentions at that time. Cause I really think that once you have a kid, it really changes everything. Cause you know, like, and I didn't realize that until I actually had my son, like physically had him in my hands. I was like, wow, like there's a human being that I have, that I'm responsible for. It's not just my bills and my well being and putting food in my mouth. I have to feed him and clothe him, you know? Mm -hmm. So as soon as he was born, everything changed like my mm. my mind changed i um me personally i dropped out of college mm-hmm. because we moved so far away and it was like well how am i gonna work and go to college and take care of a son so because um, you had got kicked he got kicked out of one college and then he started going to community college mm-hmm. so then he dropped out of there right yeah. um i remember that and then i just remember um i was working at pizza hut mm-hmm. and then when our son came i quit And I bought an ice cream truck with all the money I had left. Mm -hmm. I bought an ice cream truck. And I remember I used to go around, um, like, to nursing homes. Because my mom worked at a nursing home. So she would get me gigs at different nursing homes Mm -hmm. or parks or whatever. Daycare. Yeah, and I would just sit there with my son if I could. But it was hard because Mm -hmm. there was no seatbelt in there. He was a baby, Mm -hmm. you know. So, well, not, he was like one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's hard to be able to drive around with the kid in right. the damn ice cream truck when um, there's no seatbelt. So I had to basically give that up because I wasn't able to do it as much as I wanted to do. So, but the, you just said some, excuse my French, but some shit. Okay. Huh? You're working at Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. You save money. Mm-hmm. You born. You decided to go full-blown entrepreneur mm-hmm. and buy an ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. Why? me and my friends we were sitting down in the living room and i'm just like looking at this money i had saved and i was like yo what can i do with this so i got on craigslist and i started looking well first i googled what should i invest ten thousand dollars into it wasn't too much coming up um then i started looking on craigslist you know as entrepreneurs we're all creative we look for the solution so i was looking on craigslist for different things i could buy i saw ice cream truck and it was ten thousand i was like well it was probably like eight thousand 
Um, and then once I put things into it, got inspection and all that, it was around 10000 I was like, yo, this is it. Like, I was so the average person would have just stayed at a job, but you decided to right. take control of your own. He like, hated working. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess my mind was always wired to be an entrepreneur. So when I was in high school, and the entrepreneur that I am, I feel like it's like, it's by accident. Because I'm trying to serve. I'm trying to help people. So if naturally I'm just trying to serve and help, it's going to come back to me in monetary ways. So um, my friends, you know, some of them didn't have no swag in high school. So I would go to the flea market, get the polos, and I would actually put together whole outfits for people. Like, yo, coming with the brown on brown, brown on white. (laughs) I got the polo, brown shirt, white dude, Uh got the brown fade jeans. And then I'm knocking them off at school. People coming up to me, Jamaican dudes. Hey, Bennett, you got any more of them polos? Right, 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 <laughs> I'm like, yo, man, I'm all out. Right. But yeah, people was hounding me for polos and stuff like that. So the hustle, the grind from the beginning, you already, that was a natural thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're telling me in high school, you decided that I'm going to figure out how to get people fly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the flea market. I'm mm-hmm. going to purchase outfits and I'm going to put it together and charge them for it. Mm-hmm. So you was a stylist early. I guess I was just I just had that stuff. I had that stuff. You had to figure it out. His uh-huh. parents would go to Tycone all the time. Well, he doesn't know what Tycone is. Oh, the flea market. Yeah. So there the was flea. a flea. It's not there anymore, unfortunately. But it was a flea market in this huge parking lot. Um, what's the uh, FC Kerback, uh-huh. right? So that it's in what Jersey? Uh-huh. So Coney okay. so Palmar, Jersey. Okay. So it was this huge parking lot, and they just have so much merchandise, like anything you can think of, yeah. like knockoff bags. Everything was there, and Air we Force would go market. all the time during the summer. Like we'd go with his parents, get up early on a Saturday, and we'd go down there, and then we go to Franklin Mills. Like we were. How always was that for that. you? Cause you, I love it. Because you, you, it's almost like you grew up in that culture. Yes. Mm-hmm. How was that experience? I loved it. Yeah. So for me. Hold on one second. Like she a Caribbean food head. Right, so oh, my gosh. On. So yes. the funny thing is, love this is normal for the culture. Mm-hmm. Especially going to the market in mm-hmm. island culture. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is exciting. Yeah. Like, this is like, this is where I get to get an experience. Mm-hmm. You're doing it for an experience while meanwhile, everybody's doing it for the, the grind of surviving. Yeah. So how was mm-hmm. that experience for you? I loved it. I always, I'm not afraid to do anything. Like I, even if it scares the crap out of me, like I will still do it. So just like culture perspective too, when Mikhail's um, uncle passed away, what, uh, Braxton, he's our oldest. He was what, 18 One. months at the time. I think he was, yeah, he was like 18 months. No, he was nine ticket. months. Cause you couldn't, yeah, yes. right. He was nine months. We flew to Barbados and went to a funeral. And that was the first time I was the only white person in the mm-hmm. entire room. She needed that. Yeah. She no, but it, no, but it was, but I That's didn't thriller. feel like I, it was family. You know you, what I you mean? You still felt the love. Yeah, they were my family. Like, with an island family, your family, the moment yeah. it brings you in the door. But looking at pictures, you can spot me like in the entire room. Yeah, especially but, if I'm the blonde black. hair, blue eyed, you know, tall white girl. You She's know, right there. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're not short, so you really were standing out on that family. Yeah, yeah. So that you know, and I just I don't know. I've never, I've always just seen them as family. You know, like that's who they are. And I think they just, brought you in that way. That's how totally. the, the, the family is. Because there's people out there that aren't accepting of other cultures and other people, you know? Right. Yeah. So then now you took the chance to do the ice cream truck. What, mm. What's next? <laughs> so the ice cream truck that was, was too difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was too young. They offered me credit. 
like to purchase my um, inventory cream. and I told him no mm-hmm. because I was too young I didn't understand didn't know. I'm mm-hmm. over there using scraping up whatever I can Cash. to get more ice cream I'm even stopping at the the grocery store to get ice cream instead of getting it in bulk because mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm young I'm I doing things know. that that I did. Were you know. still working mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. bank at that time? I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. You were the support in the bank. You were hustling, trying to figure out mm-hmm. beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think so. Um, what happened was like the real big break was I had a kid that was went to my college. He came and gave us a presentation on network marketing, and he showed us mm-hmm. that another kid at the college left. Even though I got kicked out. This other person voluntarily left, and they were making fifty thousand dollars a month, and they were younger than me. They were like 22. And mm-hmm. I was like, I need I need parts. I need, I need I need parts. To like now that mm-hmm. I see that it's possible, how do I do it? How do I obtain it? So that was what I was working on for like years after that. And I'll never forget that day. Mm-hmm. Like he came, I remember I was l- taking a nap and he came upstairs and woke me up. He's like, We're gonna be millionaires. Mm-hmm. And like that's just something that I will never forget that it's day powerful. he came up. Yeah. Because what I made you I believe always, him. Because it's him. Like, I just believed him. I supported him. That's something that's big with us. Like, we've always supported each other, mm-hmm. you know? Even when one of us wasn't making money, you know? Like, we always picked Teamwork. up on the other. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think one of the things that's super inspiring for me, the belief system that you have. Mm-hmm. Because for a man to come home and tell you, I'm leaving my job at Pizza Hut where mm-hmm. I made some money and saved mm-hmm. and going full-time as an entrepreneur... How, like, how was that for you? Like, when you heard it? it I was excited because my dad was an entrepreneur. He owned his own business, you know, and I, he was making significant money. My mom never had to work. We, they had really nice cars, huge house. Like, we had a really nice life. So when I saw that for him, I was like, we're going back to my yeah, old life. I'm back. so excited, back, you know? That's what I wanted. And I think that's why I got into banking because I thought for me, that it was going to take off and I was going to be making six figures, you know? And I right. and I never got to that. And you got to that. Mm-hmm. So now you, entrepreneur, you guys then go into network marketing together or mm-hmm. just you? Together. Uh, first you. First she's going to try to take the no, credit, wait, huh? It was first me. Uh, you're right. It was. You're, it was first right. me. So I, before that, I actually started selling makeup for... Mm-hmm. Um, who was Unique. It? Unique was the brand at the time. It was a brand new. They had like this mascara... So I actually took the first step into network marketing. That is true. But then once you um, got in with, you know, I started making the money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I started making the money. So yeah, yeah, um, the first month into network marketing, I think I I was in wake up now. So I hit the first Mm -hmm. rank of like $600 a month. Mm -hmm. And then what I did was I was like, yo, you got to get in so we could get double. (laughs) So we, we doubled up. She got in, doubled up and we were able to, Build a great team locally. But as, if you've ever heard anything about network marketing, a lot of times you burn out your warm market. Mm-hmm. I was actually able to capture a lot of our warm market, yeah, but it didn't last. And then that's when we had to learn how to attract people online. That didn't know us. Mm-hmm. So you know. for people out there that might be watching, this is a heavy gem. Mm-hmm. A lot of us watch people on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we got a problem, we go watch on YouTube. There was a day where it clicked in my head was that these people that I'm watching, I need to become. Mm-hmm. Instead of me being the consumer, I need to become the creator because the creators are the ones who make the most money. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Like the teacher, 
the person teaching is the one who's always going to make the most money. Mm-hmm. And w- like, how how did you get to that point to understand that? Because I saw individuals that were doing it, and they weren't any better than me. It was just that they understood the information because you know you got to understand your product. And they um, knew how to deliver the information. Because they understood the product. And they had, you know, and I think that's something that we always had. We always had, you know, influence. You know how you said, like, how, like, I believed in him? Because he was he's very influential, like, just in his Authentic. family's life. Yeah. You know? So it just, it made sense. Like, it, I was never questioning. So the, you guys got into network marketing you started building, I guess, the warm market is your local uh-huh. friends yes. and family. And yes. Mikhail has a ton of friends. That's that's one thing he's mastered. Um, yes. And to do the dollar parties. Yeah. It. Yep. Of course. Mm-hmm. Dollar parties always work. <laughs> yep. So, but when, now, meanwhile, um, you guys are going all in. Did you already leave your job? Or no. Mm-hmm. You still was that particular you know, securing the bag mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. You were full in with network marketing. Mm-hmm. When did you guys convert into, I'm done with this? Because you also had with some hardship marketing. in the business. And, and mm-hmm. speak a little bit about the hardship before mm-hmm. we go into the what you guys are doing now. Okay, so I guess we, we were in two network marketing companies. And what happened was we developed, we took it. In network marketing, it's all about the system is they want you to follow the company system, which makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. But once again, we're kind of like on our own thing as entrepreneurs. And we realized what the company was teaching wasn't helping people win. Right. Like, so we look for outside mentorship and we got mentored by somebody outside and they gave us some sauce Mm -hmm. and we applied that sauce and we were able to start growing our network marketing business significantly. And what happened was the business was centered around credit, right? which is why this whole story will come back full circle. The business was around credit and we understood how to basically market their service, their credit service. Mm -hmm. But because we had no idea what credit was, how it worked. If somebody hit us up to ask us about the credit situation, we couldn't help. We couldn't help. Mm -hmm. So like imagine bringing in 30 people, 60 people. And then they're calling you, asking you for update with their credit. You have no idea what credit even is. Yeah. You just understood that this company offers it and there's people who need it. So like hey. we signed you up and then we You guys are basically the promoter, just promoting a product exactly. that you really don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're so young. So we, when people started saying like, oh, we're not getting results or whatever it was, we blamed it on the company. Mm-hmm. We said, you know what? The company not doing a job fixing these people credit. We're going to take our skill set and start our own business. Mm-hmm. And that was hard. <laughs> that was hard. That's where the hardships and came. I want to say too that at that time when we got into network marketing and started building systems, we needed to learn how to build them. So Mikhail had made a website and it was trash. It was really bad. And I'm I have a very creative eye. So when I saw it, I was like, oh heck no, I can do way better than that. So I started building websites and creating free websites for people because that's how you get the experience and wow. get better. So people that would join our network marketing team, I'd build them a free website. And we'd give them our system that we had created. So we were building sales funnels before click funnels even started. You know, we were building our own funnels. Mm-hmm. And so when we left network marketing, I was skilled in websites. I learned Shopify. Like I was going into all these different um, types of website builders and just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had so I was building Shopify stores for people. And at that point I was charging, you yeah. know, I started charging people. So. so you guys, one thing I'll see that's very concerning, you guys are not afraid of the work. You're not afraid of taking the chances. Where does yeah. that come from? 
That's a good question. Not afraid of the work because I, all I, I see my parents work. Well, yeah. I would always tell Dominique, like, this isn't hard because mm. my mom would walk from the yeah. train station to home after work for a really long time until she got her license and got her car. She yeah. didn't get her license until I started playing football and she needed to drive me to practice. Mm-hmm. Before that, she didn't have a license or a mm-hmm. car. So seeing my mom doing all that, like we, she walked far in the yeah. rain, snow. Mm-hmm. We live in Pennsylvania. So this ain't hard. Like you trying to tell me just reading through this or watching this video or yeah, it's not hard. Reading this book is not hard. Yeah. Listening to this book. So you guys saw your family, your upbringing, but you guys also, like I said, for me, you guys grind. You learn how to do what by just doing it. You mm-hmm. went and got an ice cream truck by just, you guys are fearless, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think because you guys trust and depend on each other, I think that's a super powerful thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you guys started realizing that people needed help with credit and you couldn't really help them, is that when you guys decide, you know what, let's learn this ourselves so we can bring more no. value? Mm-mm. <laughs> for years so what happened was because we were able to enroll people we had learned the skill set of sales and marketing mm-hmm. so we created a marketing agency digital marketing mm-hmm. where we would help businesses grow their business online because either they didn't have a social media presence they didn't know how to run ads and it wasn't necessarily businesses a lot of the best clients we had were just like solo entrepreneurs mm-hmm. people kind of like us that were trying to figure out how can I get more clients into my business using mm-hmm. social media? And how to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those people we coached when we were younger, we were, we started creating like small courses, mm-hmm. like showing you how to grow your Instagram or showing you how to attract people to whatever you offer. And a lot of those people that took our first courses, like way back, a lot of them now are super successful. And like mm-hmm. we connect with them. They have different businesses, tax And we work with nice. some of them now too. And mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing to see that the stuff we created so long ago mm-hmm. was so heavy. But so we, we were trying that, but like it wasn't consistent enough with yeah. income as far as. I want to also say that we had built, because I thought it was pretty cool. We built, um, it was called Brand Me. Brand Me Please was our brand at the time. And we built a whole university for people where we were charging $10 a month for people to have access to. And it was over 80 plus videos of how to's like how to build a website, how to get a domain name, how to, we did all the how to videos just over time, you know, and as questions would come up, we'd create the videos. So Mm -hmm. we, and we still have it. I don't know if anybody still like uses it, but we still have it. You know, we had all these videos and people we had. So that was like creating our own residual mm-hmm. income outside of network marketing. We were mm-hmm. like, okay, like we can create something just like a network marketing company and have mm-hmm. somebody pay us monthly. Huh? So then when did you guys start getting the expertise on building credit mm-hmm. and business credit? When did mm-hmm. that come about? Okay. And why? So I, yeah, go ahead. You got it. Um, <laughs> The honest truth was me and my friends were sitting down in my living room. And now at this point, it's a special living room. A lot yes. of things happen in the living Always room. Always in the living mm-hmm. room, yeah. There was a, um, I was going through a hard time, like, for, like, three years trying to grow my business. It's actually making me emotional. But, like, I was going through Which a hard time. Mm-hmm. And I saw, I started typing up, like, different ways, like, once again, trying to find different ways to make money. But. So, can uh, I. Just so before Mikhail got to that point, right? I was working full time, mm-hmm. and did we have two? We had both kids at the time, or one? 
We uh, both kids. We had two now. We had, but we had two kids at that time. I was working my butt off and mm-hmm. I was like, listen, like Mikhail wasn't making any income at the time. He was going through like depression, mm-hmm. but I wasn't going to leave him over it. But I'm like, I'm your partner. Like I'm going to push you because that's something that we both do too. Because I have days where I'm not at my best and he'll call me out on it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, you either need to use your brain that God gave you because you have an amazing brain and you're not using it for the things that you should be using it for or you need to get a job and help to support Mm. us because we're sinking, you know? So, and then that, yeah, but then that led to, um, you did go and apply for a job, but then COVID happened. He never started the job. The, the same day yeah. they shut down everything was my first day of work. And I wanted him to use his brain. I want to say that I did not want him to get a job. But I you wanted just knew him. You needed support. Yes. I'm like, he needs a push. Like, I needed to push him mm-hmm. off the. And I had said to him, like, if you don't do these things, like, I might have to figure something else out for our kids. Because so I you, wanted it to be a reality check for him. So, you know, that's a real thing. So, I, I've been in that position, Mikkel. So, mm-hmm. I, what I would like for you to do is to speak on. The feeling that you go through when you're in the mud, mm-hmm. when you feel like nothing's working out, and you give it your all every time. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that feeling like, and what do you do to get out? Mm-hmm. So, the feeling hurts, like it's confusing, mm-hmm. but the way you get out is you keep seeking. So, if you want to maximize your potential, the first thing is you need to be intentional about it. Like, do you truly want to maximize your potential? Mm-hmm. If you truly want to maximize your potential, you have to you have to keep seeking answers. There's the reason you're at the place you're at right now is because there's information you don't know. Right. And if you go and get that information, there's a really high chance you won't be in that situation anymore. So you gotta keep seeking answers and not from people that don't have what you want. Like right. not from your friends. Like your not friends don't your have the answer. Even. Yeah. Unless they're a successful friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and a successful friend isn't usually going to let you just sit there mm-hmm. and do that. Like I don't do that mm-hmm. to any of my friends. If mm-hmm. we can't talk business, we can't really talk mm-hmm. because that's what I'm on because you're not in a position where you can take care of your whole family. Mm-hmm. Let's get there. Like, what are we wasting time about? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't do that, but yeah, you have to just keep on going. Like, it is hard. It feels tough. Um, I remember I was just looking for more ways to make money. And um, what I saw was people like Bandman Kevo, honestly. People like Bandman Kevo where it was before he was even selling anything. It was literally just the idea of a successful black man who came from jail or whatever or from hard experiences and then was able to leverage credit but what he was doing was he was explaining it to us Mm -hmm. we never even knew that credit could you could leverage credit to get a car and rent it out or or get a yacht and rent it out really breaking it down and i'm like it wasn't just like oh you can do this it was like here's how you do it it's the how and the why i never knew we could go into a bank and get a lot like i just it was it was mind-blowing to me and i'm like Mm -hmm. wait if I had this kind of leverage, it'd be over. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And that was something we both didn't have at the time was credit. Correct. Our credit was terrible. Both shot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, I got to fix this. I got to fix this credit because there was a time where we were in a dealership with Dominique and I'm basically off to the side like this. He was just there for support. I didn't have a steady job <laughs> or income. I didn't have no credit. Mm-hmm. So what am I even here for? Right. I'm just... 
and then she got put into a bad car, and it's like we weren't even married at the time because I couldn't marry her because I, I didn't feel like I was worthy enough to marry her, right? I wasn't going to bring her down. That was not my rule. <laughs> that was his um, rule. Yeah. He was so, just like, no, that's a man. I can't. Right. Totally. So I did that. Um, was it, was it a, you know, one thing I heard you say was, was so key. You saw someone that you could relate to mm-hmm. that empowered you to believe you could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, speak on that. Um, it was just, it was so eye-opening because... So I had some friends off to this side, and they're like, oh, he flexing. You know, he in the Lambo, da da da. I'm like, bro, like we pulled up today in a Corvette. I don't own the Corvette. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't own the Corvette, but it's the fact that we can even do that. Right. Like, we we driving around Hondas and, and Volkswagens that That's are beat a up. Right. Northeast thing. Right. Yeah. Like, don't you, you, you should want to drive nice cars. You should want to go nice places and stay in nice places. Everybody should be open to abundance. Like, it's not only for a certain set of people it's for everybody so if you you know assert yourself i believe you can get it and i think it's different when you can actually touch those things too because mm-hmm. we're really big on belief you mm-hmm. know and we have huge visions for our future and i think before we even got good credit and got better cars and stuff like we had we were renting cars when we would go anywhere like we would still do that so we had rented a range rover before like we rented an audi and that's what really inspired me to want to get an audi so uh-huh. I, I believe so, that I wouldn't have an Audi had I not rented one and drove it and really envisioned myself like this is my car. Uh-huh. So some you things know? you just can't unsee. Yeah, and totally. When you touch it, you could actually go get it. I literally can put myself like physic. It's weird. It's not like physically, but like, I, I can envision myself. Like Absolutely. I used to envision myself driving places in this is the car I'm driving. I'm pulling up. At the time, I was say I'm pulling up to my job in an Audi, which at that time when I got my Audi, I was working. So it's like things like that. You really have to. It's just next level. But you have to envision yourself actually no, physically doing that. it. So the moment yeah. you realize it's attainable, I'm looking at someone that I can relate to. What's next after that? Start working on my credit. Um, so what I did was I purchased a DIY credit repair course mm-hmm. from someone. Um, it was about $67. And then the next day, I purchased another one from his friend, mm-hmm. which was about $75. Mm-hmm. And because... And we the, didn't have a lot of money at the time. <laughs> yeah. The one on the left, I mean, the first one, it was the basic. And then the, the second one, the guy was saying, hey, I'm going to show you how to do it all online. Mm-hmm. Wait, question. Were you working at that time? No. Or- no. COVID. So, so he, ca- oh yeah, he, COVID happened. So he comes home to you and said, we're about to do credit. We're about mm-hmm. to, we're about to work on our credit. Mm-hmm. How was your thought even when you heard that? I was like, when are you going to work on mine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was excited. Hello? you know. I was like, you got to get this information because I know it's going to be powerful because we already had an experience with credit, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the experience that we would want to provide to people, you know? Mm-hmm. So we had to create it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so- I knew like we had that. So you locked in, you're like, you know what? The answer is to get our credit established. And that creates a better foundation. What happens after that? Um, So in three months, I was able to increase my credit score over 225 points. Wow. Because I updated my personal information on my credit report. I also was able to remove a lot of the negative. So I had a lot. I had, soon as I went to college, Capital One, charge off collection. Walmart. Charge off collection. Best Buy. Best Buy. Charge off collection. Target. Target. Every <laughs> all place that. that would give you me know a card. all of them. This is hilarious. <laughs> I, was I got with them him. all. Right. <laughs> I'm signing up for all of them. I'm getting them all. She's blowing it. So, yeah, everywhere. I got a computer, everything. We always got a credit card because we needed something. 
at the time. And it usually was something to get us to the next level. It's just we weren't utilizing the credit card the right way. Right. We had no idea. Because I I heard you like to shop a little. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, So, yeah, I just started working on my credit. I removed the negative items on my report. And then also um, I added self-lender, which is a credit builder account. So self-lender will give you a, a, a... a secured loan without a hard inquiry. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, you put in like 200 bucks and they'll give you a $200 loan. And as long as you pay that on time for like three months, you're going to see, well, you're going to see an increase on your score probably within two months. Yeah. It goes up pretty um, heavy. And then we, there's something called authorized users where you can piggyback off of somebody else's good credit. So while you're working on your personal credit, you want to add some authorized users if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to my mom and at this time, like she said, with influence and stuff, influence is really just built through being genuine and actually knowing your stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you don't give nobody no fluff. Right. So I, we sat down with my mom. I said, hey, mom, I've been studying credit. Uh, I want to do I want to just study your credit report and see how you looking and everything. And um, I looked at her credit report, explaining to her that, hey, look, all these cards you have, you never missed a payment, but you're still in the low 600s. Why is that? It's because you have high utilization on your credit cards. So if you're able to, so we, we sat down, made a plan like, okay, look, if you can pay 200 more on this one, mm-hmm. 200 more on this one, your score is going to go up. Mm-hmm. But at that same time, I, I'm looking at her her report. I said, hey, could you add us to this card? Mm-hmm. And the reason why she didn't have any pushback was because during the process of looking at my credit report, I noticed my mom had added me to a card from Amazon. I was looking. I'm like, where's this Amazon card from? I don't have no Amazon card. <laughs> I called my mom. She's like, oh, yeah, when I signed up, they asked me if I wanted to add somebody, and I added you. But the problem was she had 60% utilization on this card. Right. And she so didn't it was know. hurting me. She thought she was helping you. She didn't think she right. was going to hurt know. you. Yeah. She didn't know at all. Yeah. So by just educating her, and she was willing to add me on that one, why wouldn't you add me on these ones? So she mm-hmm. added me. She added Dominique. Wow. And that's the rest love. was history. We're still on those cards. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's love. Mm-hmm. So, but once again, you were empowered. You mm-hmm. got the information. You were able to empower mm-hmm. everyone else around you. Mm-hmm. That's basically what your business is now. Could you yes. speak about that? Because it seemed like mm-hmm. one of the things I'm learning about you guys, a lot of these things come natural for you guys. You guys are not trying to do it. <laughs> <No>. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, I love helping people. I'm going to create a business to help people. Yep. I want to fix my family. I'm going to get the information to empower so speak about now the next level of where you guys are now mm-hmm. and what value you guys bring to Because now you guys are specialists in the industry of credit mm-hmm. by fixing your personal and building your business credit. Can you speak yes. about that? Yes. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, yeah, we're two of the most sought out credit coaches in the whole world. Um, talk your talk. So <laughs> when it comes to building a business out of it, it was it goes back to like how I saw that young black dude that inspired me Mm -hmm. if he inspired me and there's a group of people that are sitting right next to me that don't even like him or agree with him that means i can go out here and share my message and there's going to be a group of people that are waiting to hear from me there's also some people that don't want to hear from me that's fine because i'm gonna impact the ones who want to be impacted um and then it goes back to the whole thing of just um the people that we watch online and on youtube you have to become the teacher. I understood that. So mm. everything that I learned about credit, when I first learned it, I got all of my friends. I said, hey, get on the Zoom call. I'm going to read everybody's credit report. We're going to fix everybody's credit. Mm-hmm. 
And everybody trusted me to look at their credit report, even though they didn't all go through with it. I gave them the breakdown of what they need to do as far as, look, your utilization is high. Or, hey, look, you don't have nothing going on with your credit. Like, it's good. You only got one credit card, though. And it's a $2,000 limit. Go get, go ask for an increase. Get some more cards to build mm-hmm. up your credit so that, you know, you look more lendable. Um, so we we did that. And then I what I started practicing, after I did that with my friends, I started practicing breaking it down to my other friends on a whiteboard. So I got a whiteboard in my kitchen. I'm watching the kids because I'm at home all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching the kid in the back. And I'm writing everything on a whiteboard. And I broke it down into four sections. I said, first section is personal credit. Mm-hmm. If you fix your personal credit, then what you want to do is you want to create an LLC, have your LLC, because you're going to be able to get funding on this LLC eventually. Mm-hmm. Then you want to create a side hustle. I don't know what your side hustle is, but you need to go get one. Create a side hustle so that you can, like, you have an LLC, like, you want to get some money in there a little bit or something, you know what I mean? So... Um, after you've done those things, then you get business credit. And what you do with the business credit is you Invest. use it for marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. And you scale your business. And then you just keep rotating. And I was like, guys, this is the map for all of us to get out of wherever we at right now. Where did you learn that map from? Other people. Mm-hmm. Studying again. We're very big. Stu- we are not afraid to spend money on other people that know things that we don't know. <laughs> you know, invest into other people because at the same time we're investing into ourselves Absolutely. and investing into our business and then it's information that we always bring back to people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not we don't hold things back. No. From you guys are people. still student in whatever community you go totally. into. Totally. Mm, yes. And we always will be. Yes. You know, I've always studying consumer law mm-hmm. and learning more, you know, and and when other people challenge us, I'm listening. You know, maybe it's not always the best way that they're challenging us, but I'll take it to the DMs and then I'll say, you know, like, here's, you know, how I feel. Tell me why you feel the way that you feel, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can always learn from people, whether I'm learning or that person's learning from me. So what happens? So you guys now are getting better with learning with credit. Mm -hmm. You try to help some friends. Some probably went, some probably didn't go. (laughs) Just what friends is. But what? What kept you guys going? Is it really just to keep on helping your family and putting them in another level? Um, I guess it was financial stability for me. Yeah. For me, um, as far as... Because that's what we needed. Mm-hmm. So you're going to do and lean on what you need. We needed money at the time, you know? But at the same time, we love helping people. We've mm-hmm. always been that way. Right. So we realized that credit is something that's going to allow us to do both. Make mm-hmm. good money. And it's going to allow for us to help a lot of people because once you can help somebody to fix their credit, their whole life has changed financially. Mm-hmm. Then they can go and, you know, refer their friends or refer their family because yes, we were fixing credit in the beginning, like fixing credit for other people as a service. And we never saw that as being the long road for us. We didn't mm-hmm. want, we're not, we don't like to do all the time. Like we want, we like to automate things as much as mm-hmm. possible with creating systems. So once we learned, um, credit and helped other people and had all these testimonies and all these success stories. We're like, we need to create a DIY course and teach people mm-hmm. the exact steps. And by teaching it in video format so that people, it like, it's literally like you're being, your hands being held, walking mm-hmm. you through the process. So you can have the video showing you how to do it. And then you're doing it on the right side, you know? So you said something, you're breaking down the steps of what people should do. Mm-hmm. You started off with your personal credit into the business and the LLC. Mm-hmm. I like to give somebody that they're in the position right now. They want to grow mm-hmm. in personal and business. Could you keep on going with those steps, what they need to do? Okay. 
So grow like the grow their business or grow their start credit? with personal. Credit. I guess because because what okay. I'm understanding, you can't do one without the other. Okay, you cool. got to start with that. All right. So here it is. When it comes to personal credit, there's five factors of your credit score that make up your credit score. Mm-hmm. Um, the first factor being your payment history. That's 35% of your pay, of your score mm-hmm. and, and your profile. So it's the most important. So if that includes late payments, collections, charge-offs. If you have those things in your credit report, it's going to ruin your credit report. It's not going to max out your credit whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to max out each of those areas to get the highest credit score possible. Right. Um, so the second highest area is your credit card utilization. This is 30% of your score. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to keep your credit card utilization ultimately under 30%. 30 but, but when you're applying for things, you want it at like 10%. Under under 10 is ideal. Right. Like under 9%. So this is where the biggest problem happens with credit. A lot of people have maxed out credit cards and they have and they're always looking for alternative ways to take care of it. Mm-hmm. The only alternative is making more money. Right. So you got to kind of like slow down a little bit and realize I'm not even the type of person that's going to get an 800 score or 750 score because yes, your credit score shouldn't be based on your income, but yo, we got to make more money. Like mm-hmm. that's just the reality. Mm-hmm. If you can't, what are you going to live off of credit cards? You well, can't do that. And here's the thing too. If they already maxed out the cards and then they like, let's say the bank does give them an increase. You think they're going to go and do the same exact thing? Max yeah. that card out? So it comes back to mindset, you know? And mm-hmm. that's something that we actually teach in our DIY program as well, right. is the mindset it takes to fix your own credit. Because yes. it's not just something you can do. <laughs> you have to have the mindset and understand the hurdles and what it's going to actually take. Because mm-hmm. some people can get discouraged really quickly, and that's why we created our Facebook community because we want to offer support and help because mm-hmm. we did it alone. What's the Facebook community name? It's called let's talk business with the Bennett's. Mm-hmm. So we have, we just hit a thousand members in that group. So that's Strong. really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, it's a very positive group. So we do have people that come in there and they'll complain and say, okay. you know, like they're having a hard time with this bureau or a late payment or something. But mm-hmm. we we are in there supporting. We also have a credit um, specialist that's in there helping as well that we've hired. And then we have the other people in the community that have already gone through those steps. More solution driven. You know? Yeah. So we're all there supporting each other. And it's funny because like 99% of the time those people come back a couple days later and they're like, remember what I was complaining about? Well, I got it fixed. Like, it's all good now. (laughs) So sometimes people just need support Mm because they're not getting that support at home. Mikhail and I have the support within each other where there's people out there that don't have that. Mm -hmm. So So being part of your community is to uh, be part of a support group. 100%. That have also information. Yes. But Mikhail, you were talking more about the five steps. Mm -hmm. Could you keep that going? Yes. And what they should do also? So now with the utilization, that's 30%. That's the second most important part. Mm -hmm. The third is going to be your credit age, the age of your credit. So they want to see that you've been handling credit for a significant amount of time, at least three to four years. Mm -hmm. And if you don't naturally have credit, like age on your credit report, like you've had this Capital One card for 10 years. So there's ways of manufacturing age. Right. The first way being you can report your rent, your rental history. So if you've, and this is a complete hack, guys. So like if you've, Lived at a place for a, like a three, three years. Yeah, even it's two gonna years. It's going to do really well. Mm-hmm. But let's say you just moved there. 
Well, you know, it's not really going to give you a lot of aid. It's not really going to help you. Mm-hmm. If your mom owns a home, mm-hmm. you can just say you rent from your mom. And mm-hmm. they're just going to send over a text and ask her, is this, you know, does he live here? Mm-hmm. And then all she has to do is say yes. And then what happens does he is pay rent? every mm-hmm. month they're going to send a text. Did the rent get paid? Boom. And then it'll report to your credit report. Mm-hmm. So continuously, and you can go back to five years, I believe, and you can add a spouse. That's what we did. Yep. We added it. We, we both added it. Mm-hmm. We were renting at the time. We were renting for like four years at that place. Yeah. We were there so for a while. It, it did us really well. We don't have it on our report no more, but it did us really well. Yeah. Um, it really helped during the building process. So then when mm-hmm. we went to apply, we had that history because what happens is when you fix your credit and you're removing negative items, you're removing that history along with it. You mm-hmm. know, that positive history. And yeah, go ahead. Continue. Yeah. So. Um, the, the second way to manufacture age is by adding authorized users. Yep. You can go to a website like tradelinesupply.com. Mm-hmm. There's other people out there that sell trade lines, but we teach our people to tap into their network first because you don't know these companies. You don't know right. these people online. Tap into your network. That one guy that's in your circle that always, oh, I got the good credit. Oh, yeah. Let me let me help me out there. Yeah. And just help reap the benefits then. from it. You're not Absolutely. getting access to the card, you're just reaping the benefits. Right. And I'm giving y'all pieces of the course. Like that's exactly how I break it down. And so many people go and take action because it's broken down to them in a way that they can receive it. Yes. If somebody did it for you. Yes. Yeah. Like break it down like yo. It's like credit well, for it dummies. Was what we did. <laughs> like we went to my mom. So uh-huh. we're able like a lot of people, what I found out was in the credit space, a lot of people just They'll steal our own our information and just repost it and act like they know it. But in reality, we really went through this process ourselves, and we we're able to mm-hmm. give you guys like free game. Yeah, game game based on our experience. That's the most powerful thing because mm-hmm. we really lived it. Like we did add rental karma. We mm-hmm. did add authorized users. We mm-hmm. did add self lender. We did all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. so now. Are you in four thing or fifth? I'm on four. I'm on four. So now the fourth thing is going to be uh, your mix of credit. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you have revolving credit, which is a credit card. You know, when you pay it off, the money comes back on there. You can keep using it. That's Mm -hmm. revolving credit. And then there's installment credit, which is like a mortgage or a car loan. You get the money up front and then you pay it back monthly for a term. Right. They want to see that you have a mix. Mm -hmm. So let's say you just came out of college or whatever. All you have is credit cards. You got to find a way to get some installment loan. Maybe go get a personal loan. Maybe add rental karma because that's Mm -hmm. an installment loan. Um, Self has the installment loan option as well. Self got the installment loan option. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you can get a pledge loan from Navy Federal. Or if you need a car and you're in a position where you can get a car, that's an installment loan. Exactly. Yep. So all you just want to make sure that you have a mix. And that's only, um, I believe that's only 15% of your score. So it's not that big of a mm-hmm. deal. But it, but does, it does matter. Because um, people always want to know, how do I get over 800? Uh-huh. And you have to fulfill all of the, that criteria uh-huh. in order to get to that next level. And the last level, last one is uh, 10%, which is uh, the total amount of inquiries you have on your credit report. Mm-hmm. So inquiries are weird because a lot of people get a lot um, and they don't understand. So let's just break it down. Um, when Dominique went to the car dealership, we were looking for a car. How many inquiries did you 26. get? 26. 26. Um, in just that one car That means they sent search. it to 26 different banks. And my credit was terrible. Uh-huh. So 
the worse your credit is, the more places they're going to send it because they're going to send it to one group of lenders first. If anybody makes any offers, they're going to present me with the offers, right? And then if that doesn't work, they're going to send it to the next group and to the next group. So they had to send my credit to 26 banks before someone was like, we'll take her. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're not supposed to do that, but that's just mm-hmm. the reality of how like the system works. So yeah. you want to remove any inquiry that's not attached to an open account. So all of those cars that she did not get, mm-hmm. she can go ahead and remove those inquiries, right? Mm-hmm. They're unauthorized. She only needed one inquiry to get her car. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that you guys were going to send her credit report to all these people. Um, and each one of those inquiries can be worth anywhere from two to 10 points each. Mm-hmm. So that can be what's taking somebody from a 600 and, you know, 70 score up to a 700 because they removed a couple inquiries and it's increased their credit score 30 points you know i actually had so late last night for today Mm -hmm. i was up answering all the questions in the group late last night Mm -hmm. and there was one girl specifically said that she had 20 something inquiries Mm -hmm. removed in one in one 20 less than 24 hours and her score went from six something to seven something yeah i'm like well there you go Yep. Just that's the sweet spot. Some people only have inquiries on their credit report that are hurting them. Mm -hmm. And so inquiries make you look thirsty to lenders because I mean, if you're constantly applying for stuff, you're looking for some, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you must be thirsty. So you want to make sure you have the least amount of inquiries you possibly can have, especially when you're applying for stuff. And now they do say that like, if you go and get a car and you have a bunch of inquiries from the same day, they say that they only count that as one inquiry but it's still affecting each one of those is still affecting your credit score. So it's still important regardless of what the lenders think. It's still important to go and get those removed if they're not attached to open accounts. Mm-hmm. You can simply call the credit bureaus and let them know that they're unauthorized mm-hmm. and they'll remove them. Yep. So what's next? Now I got my credit. I know my credit identity. I know what it needs to look like. You built it what up. do I do next? So I wanted to say that during that time, bef- while you're fixing your credit, start a business. Because you want that business to begin to acquire age and build that age up. Even if you don't have any income just yet into your business, you want to start the business while you're fixing your credit. What do you mean by start? Are you talking about registering the yes, LLC and exactly. stuff like that? exactly. Yep, registering your LLC, getting your EIN, getting an operating agreement, You know, mm-hmm. figuring out maybe what you want to do with the business, but you don't have to conduct business right away because mm-hmm. you're still working on your personal credit. So now you're building your personal business credit identity And you're also building your business credit identity. Right. Yep. But you don't want to start applying for business credit until your personal credit is in a position to where you can go and get business credit approvals. So um, the first thing that we did, because like we always tell people we have something called the 100K business credit bundle, right? Mm -hmm. And because we were able to get 100K in business credit. And it's not that hard if you just fix up your personal credit. Because you can leverage it. What we did was... We went to Navy Federal and we both got high limit personal credit cards mm-hmm. because if you can get after a, you cleaned up, yes. after you clean the personal credit, go right and try to get the high limit personal credit card. So like banks like Navy Federal, Discover gives good limits. Discover, Apple, mm-hmm. Apple yep. Um, so question Alliant. for you guys on the credit side. So there is the cleanup size and there's the build up size. So are you saying what people should do is clean, mm-hmm. then start applying, or should they clean, build up, then apply? Clean, Clean, build, build, apply. And And with the uh, building piece, Mm -hmm. so if they do have people that are within their network, like we had Mikhail's mom, you can add those in while you're fixing credit still. Whereas if you go and purchase authorized user trade lines, they're going to cost you money to have them 
appear each I'm month. Some notes while you guys yeah, so you're gonna have them appear each month. You know, so you want to wait until you fixed your credit to add those authorized user trade lines that you have to pay for. Why am I here like a student? Like you guys just gave me information. I'm like, oh, that was a good one. I'm yeah, like, we're doing the right yeah. thing then. You're doing the absolute. Keep going. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, what we continue to do on social media, and I think that is something that we've always understood, even with being in network marketing. The person that's going to win is the person that's sharing the most information for free. Mm-hmm. So we don't hold anything back in our free information. You know, like maybe we won't take it all the way, but. of people aren't even going to do what you tell them to do for free. A lot Mm -hmm. of people have to pay to play and make the investment, put some skin in the game before they're going to actually do it. So do you guys realize that in your company, the people that you are giving out information for free, like your friends that didn't want it, the people that's actually paying for your service actually are actually doing it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they pay for it. There's still some people that buy it and then they'll reach. Well, but what happens is when you're consistent on social media and that's where they bought it from, they're going to see you. And then they're going to get to the point where, because some people buy impulsively because it's, our programs aren't very expensive. So they'll just buy it when we have a sale or, you know, whatever. And then they might not log into it, but then they're going to need a car. They're going to need a house. Something's going to happen in their life where credit. I know the Ben has already told me what I need. Yeah. Like something's going to happen and they're going to be like, wait, I bought that course. And they're going to reach out to us and say, Hey, you know, I bought a few months ago. I just don't know what my user, uh, my login information is. Can you send it to me? And we're the customer service too. We do everything in our business. Uh-huh. So we reach out to them and give them their login. That's so true. It does happen a lot. Mm-hmm. So now I have I have decent personal credit. Uh-huh. I go into the business and I'm registering my LLC, uh-huh. getting my identity ready for business. I'm not applying for anything. I'm just building that up. Uh-huh. I am now building my business credit. What am I doing to build my business credit? So there's a misconception about building business credit out there. You don't necessarily have to build business credit because if you if you just fix your personal credit and get it to a minimum of a 680 score, you need to have no derogatory no derogatory marks in the last 24 months. Mm-hmm. You need to have at least two to three credit cards with a $2,500 limit, less than four inquiries, and about three years of credit age. You'll get approved and for low utilization under under that ten percent. Yes, ten percent. Sure. I almost yeah. forgot that. And those are like guaranteed approvals. Like you can get over a hundred thousand dollars in business funding. Yes. If, wow. So when people talk about like net thirties, um, we didn't do else? that. We never did any of that. Mm-hmm. We never had a net thirty. <laughs> when they talk about paydex score, we I didn't check the paydex score really until like last month or something like that. Yeah, like he's not. So you already had a hundred thousand dollars in credit lines. Because, see, that's the thing, because so many people in the business credit game, they always speak about no PG, no personal guaranteed. Mm, and what I'm learning more and more, it's like, how could I scam the game? Right. If I just do it the right way, mm-hmm. I'm able to build business credit. You want to personally guarantee it. And, you pers- and then eventually, once you build that credibility, mm-hmm. credit, mm-hmm. you eventually will take the PG off anyways. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that's so, the ultimate goal. But it won't, yeah. you won't apply it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate So Dominique so, did one. Yeah, got it. You got it. So I was in banking for 16 years and I was in commercial real estate, right? So I was seeing these millionaires come in and apply for credit and they're personally guaranteeing these million, $50 million loans, construction loans and things like that. Like talk about risk, right? So banks are really big on risk and they want you to put skin in the game, which is signing your name with mm-hmm. your credit, you know, so that they can come after you if need be. But that shouldn't scare you. Like if that's something that scares you, then you shouldn't, you have no business getting into business at all. 
You know, that's my mindset behind it. Mm -hmm. So personally guaranteeing it, showing the bank that you can trust me because I'm backing up what I'm saying and what I'm presenting to you. You said something that was so key. I think you brought it up in the beginning. Mm -hmm. The mindset. So it's really not even about the business or the credit. It's all your mindset. mindset. Could you speak on that a little bit? You know? Yeah. So mindset is not something that I always believed that I needed. (laughs) You know, I will be completely transparent on that. I always thought that Mikhail was always very good at studying and watching things and retaining the information and sharing the information. And I, that was something I personally struggled with. And I was like, well, because you're doing it, then that's, I can ride your coattails basically. And I can just, yeah. But mindset's not something that you can do that with at all. Mm. You have to have your own. So just story. So when I left my job, I didn't quit my job until May of 2022. Uh Yes, 2022. I forgot we're in 2023. Um, And when I left, I went through depression, like for two or three weeks, because I was literally going from a corporate emailing people, talking to people, dealing with people all day, every day to literally cutting that off. And being alone with Mikhail. Like, it's a... You lost your identity. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And that I've was... i met several people like this. Yeah, and that was my problem. I was like, what am I doing? Like, did I make a mistake? But I knew I didn't make a mistake. And I kept saying to Mikhail, I don't know what we got to do, but I am not going back to work. So that was my drive. Because I was like, I'm not going to walk back in there and say, hey, can I get my job back? Because they always said, if you want your job back, you can have it. Right. But I'm like, nope, I'm not going to need it. You know? So th- I got a book, a couple books, and then I got into a mentorship and that was what changed everything for me. And that what did, really put- What happened in the mentorship that changed like So it was a mommy to millionaire challenge um mentorship. So it was perfect because I wanted to take a mentorship from somebody that I saw myself in, which we've talked about, right? And she was a mom, she had kids. She was a single mom, but she had kids and she had um grown success from uh covid she, the stimulus checks she started with twelve hundred dollars and she was able to turn into a million you know Strong. yeah and that was i was like wow because her personality is a lot like mine she's very outgoing and like sh- sharing information and i really saw myself in her and i took her course and i was at, at the end even mikhail and i were like doing it together at one point and he was like this is life-changing mm-hmm. and that's what really changed our business after i took that mentorship mindset Personal credit, business credit. Mm-hmm. The hustle was already in you. So yeah. you guys already had and the, the belief. hustle. And the yeah. belief. Mm-hmm. That's a game changer. So for me, what product do you guys have now and how could people get to it? Mm-hmm. So the best product that people buy is called our personal credit essentials bundle. It's mm-hmm. DIY credit essentials bundle. Mm-hmm. And what is going to teach you? So you can go to youcanfixyourcredit.com and you can get access to that. Yeah, so it's youcanfixyourcredit.com. Can my, can my community get a discount rate if they yeah, do it? Yeah, we can mm-hmm. do a coupon code. Yeah, so let's say they go to the website. What's the what's the name of your podcast? Hustler's Testimony. They get the keyword hustler. hustler. Yeah. Keyword hustler. Yep. Coupon it, going, code hustler. You're going to put that together when we get back to the hotel mm-hmm. and then you guys will be able to. We want to do 20 off, $20 flat off. What do you yeah. think? 100% of no. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, whatever the discount is, I think. I'm yeah, we'll do a $20 one, off coupon. Just okay. flat $20. So what's the cost the of it? $97. $97. One time. So what do they get for that one time? Because I know a lot Woo! of people spend $97 a lot of time on things that. Yeah. So this is going to change their life. What do they get oh for that $97? Yeah. 
So they get access. So it's a bundle. It's okay. a bundle. So they get access to the DIY course, which is called the Magic Eraser course. This was originally supposed to be a $1,000 course, but I didn't feel comfortable selling it at $1,000 because I know that some people struggle when it comes to and I understanding and learning I wouldn't credit. let them sell it at $1,000 yeah. either because I Cause said, listen, the yeah. people that need this information, like we need to make it affordable for no matter what that person, that household income is. They need to be able to afford this information. Uh-huh. So we were, I was like, <laughs> we started uh-huh. off really cheap, but now it's at 97. Uh-huh. It, was, so, it used to be less. Um, it's about 58 lessons, video lessons, teaching mm-hmm. you everything there is about credit. And then you get access to, um, we, we have a workbook. So a lot of times, you know, when you're doing all this credit, it could be all over the place. Unorganized. So ha- I'm or- unorganized. So Dominique created a workbook where you can literally keep track of your whole journey. You're along using the way. even passwords, nice. your different credit cards to get approvals from, what your utilization is, different Everything things you like guys that. Went through. Yes. So mm-hmm. I literally was like, all right, if I was to go through it and create my own workbook, that's exactly what I created for everybody else. Uh, the third thing they get is access to our Credit Builder Pro ebook, mm-hmm. and that is basically a book that I wrote that was just our exact summary of how to build credit, like yep. what we did to build our credit up. Mm-hmm. There's multiple ways to building up credit, but you have to understand that while you're going through the credit repair process, you're also building, right? Because then you go and you go try to apply, and they're looking at you like you don't have nothing. Right. Those credit builder products are going to be your something so that when you go and apply at a bank like Navy Federal, they give you 25K, maybe 18. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they're not giving you 2,000. Right. Um, because you already began building your credit. You're not now just beginning to build it. You see, they're going to give you a little limit if you're just starting out. Um, and then we have our 72 hour inquiry removal guide. We're really all this 70, in a bundle? Yeah. Four, it's so about then, four products. So, 72 um, hours is like giving you a lot. <laughs> like, you don't even need that much time because, like we just said, somebody had removed it in less than 24 hours. Uh-huh. So, we teach you the exact process to remove any hard inquiries that you have that aren't attached to open accounts. Right. And, um, and in then the, <laughs> in the personal credit bundle, okay, good. there's a whole section. That talks about business credit. Do you guys know how excited you guys are about giving people value? We love mm-hmm. it. Keep good. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah it's our it. baby. So, yeah, you guys learn everything about business credit as well. And then we have a section about um, applying for credit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know how to apply for credit. you got everything that it takes it's to win with everything credit. everything you need and more <laughs> for credit, like your personal credit. And then an intro to business. And the Facebook and, group. And hold on. So there's also a new section. Um, so we have our Facebook community. You get access to that. Um, and there's a thousand people in there that you can that have already either been through the process or going through it. So it's anybody that has purchased any of our products from us. They all get invited into this group Wrong. to get the support. Um, Because there might be some people that buy our business credit course, but they didn't realize that there's some things they need to work on on their personal credit. So then they're seeing the personal credit, you know, testimonies, and then they might go and buy the personal credit bundle. Um, Anyway, so we have everybody in that group. So we all like build relationships and support each other. And Mikhail and I are in there every day, you know, and we have ongoing training too. This is something new that we did. So anytime Mikhail and I learn anything when it comes to um, consumer law or anything related to credit, or we feel like something needs to be added in, we create new videos and we add those into the course for free. And we've been bringing in our network of experts so we had somebody come in that knows more about consumer law on another level than even McCall and I know. We brought yeah, like her in. Taking it to court. Yep. Um, we actually pay people. Like we paid her mm-hmm. and asked her to speak for our group and we put that into the course. This will be great for an event. 
Yeah, exactly. And then we brought in um, Tevin, who uh-huh. does business funding. Yeah, so all yeah. of our students, if they hit the requirements, we gave them the requirements. Uh, in his last class, honestly, he literally gave them all the banks to go to. He said, if you meet these requirements, these are, all these the are where we're going to apply for you mm-hmm. at. Yeah, so you might as well literally gave yourself. it all away. And he gave them so many banks yep. and the exact data points that they needed to get approved, how much they're giving out. That was the first Zoom that, that we've ever hit capacity on. So if <laughs> wow. you have just, we don't have the basic, we have the pro, but it still limits you to only 100 people. And we didn't even know that. Like, I didn't yeah. know that there was a you limit to how many before. people. So we hit capacity. I was like, holy crap, like we're at 100 people on a Zoom. Like, that's huge. Wow, huge, definitely. Yeah, to get that many people on into and one got place. And that information. And yeah. it's all recorded. And it's all recorded. We record everything. So everything we're talking about is all in our course. Uh-huh. Also. So they get that also? Yeah. yeah it's a and we do it's ongoing. So, you know, as we... And it, and it, it gets into an app. Right? It, it turns into an app on your phone. So yeah, you can, Dominic has a video in the course that showed you, hey, how to turn this into an app. So you can so click. So you don't buy it from the app store, but you make the website into an app on your right. phone. And it has like a logo, like it has our logo on mm-hmm. there and everything. So wow. it's easier yeah, to People access. said they love that fact. I do, because I hate putting my username and password yeah. every so, time. <laughs> but then do you guys, so that's in the personal side. On that bundle, mm-hmm. is there a business bundle also? Yeah, yes. we do have a 100K business credit bundle, and that's $47. Mm-hmm. And that's basically a replay of us teaching funding to our class. Well, Mm -hmm. it was so way more people than that. Yeah. And it was a while ago, but, um, it's so impactful. Like there's, we really break everything down in there. Plus you get, go ahead. You get, so it's a bundle again. So you got a workbook in there as well. Keep keep track of your business stuff. Um, you also get the 100 plus lenders list Mm -hmm. where we give you a hundred plus lenders, but then people wanted even more when it comes to lenders, they wanted to know what bureau they pull from. Yeah. So, so we went through our community and like people that we know and like our own lists and our experiences. And we pulled lenders like we called banks, figured out where they pull from. We did that. So like we're literally dedicating our time and our right, energy. To bring value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we want to make sure that people are in a position to win mm-hmm. because society doesn't put you in a position to right. win. Absolutely. You know? so. I mean, you guys are a game changer, man. Like. To to have the uh, man the understanding and the experience of you can't charge somebody that's going through hardship a thousand dollars. No, no. I still want to bring value, and it's still gonna make money. A dollar a thousand times a thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. you guys found that sweet number, but most importantly, you find something that you could give. You know, while they're purchasing it, but you're still giving much more, mm-hmm. and they come yeah. back. It's and so build much a community. It's so much yeah. value. Like the price. I almost felt so we were selling our course for around thirty three to forty four dollars. When it was on sale, it was like thirty three and thirty two. And yeah, we were getting a lot of people in, but a lot of those people got results. So the price had to go up. And I just felt like the other reason sorry, go ahead. Uh, finish your I felt like it was almost like I was doing us a disservice because our program it's so is so good, good. because mm-hmm. yeah, we no credit. We know credit. We understand it. But we're also real course creators. We've been creating yeah. courses for years. So when you it's look at organized. our course and you look at someone else's course, we probably made their course. You know what I mean? So it's like Absolutely. ours is always going to be the best. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be the best. But I think for me, like, I'm definitely, you know, I'm purchasing it, but I'm purchasing it for some other people that I know just to. Mm-hmm. That's heavy. Because mm-hmm. I think it's just my responsibility to do that. That's mm-hmm. just who I am as a person. But I just think it's so dope that you guys gave all this value, yeah. all this information, 
with call to action, with what to do, how to do it. So people really have no excuse at this point when you no. give them everything. <laughs> and, and under 100 bucks. Yep, mm-hmm. and under 100 bucks. And now, like, we had to increase the price because we have so many people that want to sell it. <laughs> that was, oh, they yeah. kept asking us, like, do you guys have an affiliate program? And at the time, we just didn't because we had so much going on. And we're yeah, like, okay. I, I definitely want an affiliate program. Like, it's, yeah. it's not even a question because yeah. I just know... There's so many people I know I need this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like so, so many. People I know personally that need it. Um, but I like how do they get to it? Like they go onto the website mm-hmm. or, and they also get a discount mm-hmm. on the product. Mm-hmm. Um, is there other social media outlets should fly? Because you guys mm-hmm. give game every day, mm-hmm. all day all long. Day. <laughs> yes. All day long. I promise you guys. Yeah. You guys gotta walk, go online, you can buy it again. Yep. Again and again. Well, no one posts more than we do. I don't I've never seen it done. Yeah. What could <laughs> you guys give your social media platforms so people can start following you guys also? Yeah. yeah. So you can find me at Mikhail Bennett on Instagram. You can find Dominique. I'm at Dominique Garris Bennett. Okay. So we'll have to put that on the yeah. show. So screen. clearly, <laughs> once you click on one, you're going to find the other. Absolutely. Yeah. We tag each other in everything, everything. that we do. From, We're also on TikTok. On Credit TikTok. with the Bennett's mm-hmm. is Credit our. With the Bennett. I love that mm-hmm. name. Yeah. We're fairly new on TikTok and We're we've on been on YouTube. YouTube. We mm-hmm. both have our own individual YouTube um, channels. We're on Facebook, but we're not really on Facebook for business anymore. It's more just like yeah. If you want to catch us live, we're going to be on Instagram. Yeah, we're on you Instagram watch the most. Long videos of us go to YouTube. Yeah. What would you guys? Last thing. What would you guys leave um, a a person, a couple, individual that want to go to another level, but they're lost right now and they need to find out? What would you tell them? In? Mindset. They have to start with their mind first. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was a couple, I would recommend they could listen to um, like an ebook or an ebook. Listen to a audiobook together. You know, whether they listen to it together at the same time or they each listen to it individually and then come back and like talk about it. It's like Bible study, mm-hmm. right? Like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like you're studying the information, come back and talk about what it meant to you and then how can we apply this to our life? Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of really great audiobooks out there. Think and Grow Rich, Rich yeah. Dad, Poor Dad. Um, so get your mindset ready for what's going to Yes, happen. you have to. Because if your mind's not ready and you come to a roadblock, something that's going to stop you, it's going to discourage you and you're going to mm-hmm. give up. Or yeah. if you're a couple, you're going to fight, I you know, like and blame. And We've you know. actually had this happen to us like twice this week where that old friends come to us yeah. and they're like, yo, we ready to change you. our life. Like, mm-hmm. what's good? And the first thing, like, I'll let Dominique talk to them or whatever in the beginning. And I'll, she'll be like, okay, she'll call me. I'm like, yo, they ready for you to come in now. And I'm uh-huh. like, all right, let's get it. Yeah. I'm like, look, what is your final destination look like? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have clarity with your vision, how can you see where you're going? You can't get nowhere if you don't, you can't see. Right. So what does your vision What's look your like? your ultimate goal? Mm-hmm. That's and most what people say. will say they don't know. Yep. But we know most people's goal is financial freedom and time freedom and being able to spend time with their family and give their family, if they have kids, the life that they never had mostly or, mm-hmm. you know, a better, better life than life. they had. So in order to do those things, that makes... That helps you to understand that. What kind of price tag do you put on that? You know, as far as like income. I'm saying like what their their income goals need to be. Yes. Income goals. um, Yeah. But also still like, I feel like when you realize that your goal is so big. Yeah. You realize you got to put more work into it. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people waste time. I'm talking to somebody. We were on the video game. And this young buck asked me for advice because he saw Mm -hmm. my page. Mm -hmm. And I was like. 
and I was giving him a lot of game, and then he was like, he gave me some excuse about something. And by the end, it was great, but he gave me some excuse, and I said, no, bro. We right here playing a video game right now. You talking about and you don't have time? Remember how he was talking about giving away free information too? Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Like the fear. Mean? Remember he had fear about giving. Oh, mm-hmm. that was big. Yeah. So you want to look into your gift, find your gift, and give it away for free. So our gift is credit. Like we can help people with their credit. So we give it away for free. Mm-hmm. And in law of reciprocity, some people will feel as though they need to do something in return. Or they want to take it to another level. If you're afraid to give away your gift for free, you don't have enough sauce. Like, you don't have yeah. enough information. Mm. Just give it away. Mm. Give it away and it'll come back. Yeah, because with that guy, he was doing something with music, right? And, like, beats and things like that. And he was saying to Mikhail, like, I can't break down, like, a whole beat and, like, how to put that all together for somebody. And Mikhail's like, why not? Like, why can't you do that? Man, like, you're not there to serve the people then. Like, that's not... This isn't for you then. And he's like, that makes sense. Like, I get that. Mm. You have to be willing to serve in order to receive. Mm -hmm. Starts with service. Mm -hmm. Take the mic and drop it after you leave with that one. Yes. No, but guys, thank you. The Bennett's, you guys are game changer. Yeah. You guys are going to impact a lot more people. We have some things we discussed over dinner yesterday that I Mm -hmm. think we're going to, I would love for us to do from events Mm -hmm. to other things. And they're solid people, man. You know, you guys are authentic. And I believe you guys created something to impact lives. And you guys experienced it. And I think you guys are doing a great job with it, man. Thank you. Thank you very much for stopping by. And I think we have some... uh, There's some... I want to add more to this probably in a Patreon, something else later on, Mm -hmm. where you guys are basically giving more value, giving more tips, giving more secrets. Mm which I think will work great for both of us. Mm -hmm. So thank you again. Yeah, thank you. God bless. Good night. Thank you. Peace.